Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. But I'm glad to be here with you this morning. Grab your Bible. And um, I just want to say that you always know the greatness that God has called you to based on the gift that God gave to you to perfect you. Which means if you have an awesome pastor and you got two of them and a preaching family in here, that's telling you what God thinks about you. Uh, that, that, it required that type of anointing to get you to where you're going <laughs> and how we honor you. And uh, we're more than co-laborers in the gospel. We're friends. And, uh, you know, his wife is so funny. I just love talking to her and listening to her talk. And, uh, but I don't think she was ready to meet my wife. Because my wife is on another level ran all around. My wife wasn't in town five minutes before she was going shopping. And so, but no, we're so humbled and honored to be here at The Rock and want you to know how much we appreciate you so much. Thank God for the covenant connection. And it is because of that, that the Spirit of God is able to say some things and do some things that you can't normally do in other ministries. It's because of that unity. So we're going somewhere. Today and tonight, and of course you've already honored Mom Winans, but she deserves all she can get. How we thank God for that family. It's changed the world. It's amazing, though, because as much as they have done, they'll have to get to heaven to really realize everybody that they have affected. And thank God yeah. that I lived in that generation. Hallelujah. And um, to all of you. Yeah. Um, and then, too, like I said, my wife is here. I got, we, we made um, one year right. last week. Yeah. I was single for a while. And um, so we um, finally got God's gift. And, um, and men, she is a blessing to my life. If you wait on the right one, it'll be a blessing to your life. Um, And also, men, um, I'll get get my number um, or my email address because I'll also show you how to break them in. In the first year, I already got it. I already got it worked out. I'm set for the rest of my life. I'll show you how to do it quick. Do it fast. So if you're having some trouble, look me up. (laughs) But just your whole family, and I'm getting all this out of the way because I want, this is family to me. Your whole family is just, I see such a generational blessing on your kids and your your grandkids. It's just a blessed house. Now listen, um, this morning the plan is, I want, to, I want to encourage you to make sure you come sacrifice. Do whatever you have to do right. to come back this evening. Amen. Because I'm going to do a two-part 
sermon here. And I'm going to try to slow down, take my time, and lay the foundation and set it up. And then tonight, activate it, you know, and, and ignite that thing. But you need the revelation first in order to get the impartation. But your whole life changes today. Your whole life changes today. And so I want you to go to Genesis chapter number one and Matthew chapter number 16. Genesis chapter number one, Matthew chapter number 16. And we're going to go back to the mandate. Genesis chapter number one, verse number 26. Says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion. Over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, I want you to go to Matthew chapter number 16. And we're just going to look at verse number 18. Matthew 16, 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. Hmm. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm going to talk to you today all day long about the dominion mandate. The dominion mandate. My assignment today is to turn you into a weapon of mass destruction. Because you already are one, but you're going to detonate. (laughs) You're already one, but you're going to learn how to detonate and use the authority that you have to rearrange things on this earth. The Bible says that we 
are supposed to be such a force that the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Now, wait a minute. This is not the enemy coming after you and his plans not working in your life. This is you coming after him and there ain't nothing he can do to stop it. This is about us taking the initiative and the offensive to begin to dominate him. Now, in order to understand that, we got to go back. So I'm, I'm, I, you got to go with me on a journey this morning. I'm going to take you on a journey. Genesis chapter number one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You must understand is written by Moses. Moses is not in the beginning, but Moses saw the beginning in the glory of God and begin to pin Genesis. Now, what he saw was what happened when God rearranged the planet, the physical planet Earth. But what he does not talk about is what happened from Genesis 0 to Genesis 1. Hmm. You say, what is Genesis 0? Genesis zero is God. That's the whole verse. <laughs> yeah, just God, 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 God in the beginning. God created everything. And the Bible declares that we do not know in eternity when all of that happened. That's why we got to get to heaven in order to figure all of that out. You know, heaven, you're not just going to be floating around with no harp. It's going to be a discovery into all that he is and all that we are in him. And so in the beginning, when God originally created the heavens and the earth, we know this is true because Isaiah 45 declares that the earth was not created void. So now when we pick up in Genesis chapter number one, we're picking up on something that God is redoing, not something that he is starting, but something he is redoing because the earth is already here. So he's not making it. He's restructuring it. But now what happened in Genesis zero up to Genesis 1, the Bible lets us know, according to Isaiah chapter number 14, Ezekiel chapter number 28, Revelations chapter number 12, that there was some chaos that went on in the realm of the spirit. That God created this archangel called Lucifer. He was, the Bible declares, the anointed cherub that covers or protects which means he was not just created to give music or praise and worship. He also had an assignment to cover, an assignment to protect. 
And the Bible declares, according to Ezekiel 28, that the Lord planted this angelic being that he created over the earth realm. Which means when God originally created the earth, the earth was in perfection. I mean, splendor, everything that God created. But then now he put this anointed cherub over the earth. And Satan's assignment or Lucifer's assignment, let me say, um, was was to give worship. He was he was in rulership over the earth, but he had access to heaven. This is all in Isaiah 14 and in, in Ezekiel 28. Take your time and go back and read down through that. For the sake of time this morning, I'm just giving you the scriptural references. And so now. The Bible declares that he was perfect when God created him. That he was created perfect. People always ask, uh, did God make the devil? And what they don't understand is that in a way he made him, but he did make him. Because God created Lucifer. He made himself the devil. Yeah, he wasn't created that way. He was, he, was, he was perfect. God created him. But because God gave him authority, gave him dominion, he had to have a free will. And the biggest issue with anything God creates with a free will is that it can also make a decision to rebel against God. All of the rest of the angels were were happy with their estate. They were happy with their realm. They were happy with their authority. But this particular archangel spent one day too long looking at himself in the mirror. And he says, I'm just too pretty to just worship God. I want to be like him. And he began, watch this, to slander God in the presence of the other angels. Let me parenthetically insert this. You know you got a devil around whenever there is slander. Whenever there is accusation for the purpose of division. Because that's how he starts everything. That's how he got to Eve. We'll get to that in a minute. And so, and so he starts to slander God. You know, just probably, probably little statements at first. You know, just, just coming in, hanging out, you know, with the angels under him. Look at somebody say, you got to watch your leadership. You got to watch your leader. You got to watch your leadership. Just, just, just talking, just throwing out hints maybe, you know, just, just saying little stuff. Until he convinced a third of them that it was possible to overtake God's throne. And this is when your Bible declares that he ascended. He says, I want to go above the clouds, which means he had to be beneath them. He says, I will ascend, which means he had to be under. And so he says, we're going to take over. We don't want to be in his image. We don't want to be a part of his kingdom. We don't want to be created by him. We want to be him. 
And your Bible declares that they ascended. Come on, we're in the Bible now. They ascended up unto the throne of God. And that fight didn't last long. Because Jesus said, like lightning. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I saw him fall out of heaven. Woo-wee! Because, see, that's why the Bible says your adversary, the devil. We act like the devil is God's adversary. No, he says he's your adversary. God doesn't have any adversaries. Because the last enemy God had, fast as you could blink your eye, he was gone. Don't roll up on God like that. (laughs) The Bible declares like Jesus said, I saw him fall 186,000 miles a second. Like lightning he fell from heaven. And when he fell on the earth, excuse my expression, all hell broke loose. Because when God cast him down, he stripped him of everything he was created to be. He took his authority. He took his anointing. He took his, his, his creative ability. He took and stripped him of his will. He gave him no more lot in the earth realm. He threw him down here and shut the door of heaven on him. And so Satan now is in the earth stripped and all chaos breaks out in the earth realm. All types of destruction, all types of dysfunction and disorder. This is when it happened. And so your Bible declares that God says, I got to clean up all this mess. Because now the earth has been totally destroyed. Everything is out of order. Everything is out of place. Everything is now uninhabitable. All hell has broke loose. These demonic spirits have now perverted the earth I created. And God came down and wiped the whole planet out. And now Moses picks up the pen and says, this is what I saw when I was up on the mountain. God showed it to me. That God stepped out in the midst of this chaos. And God, who is an interior decorator of heaven and earth, knows exactly how he created it. And God begins to rearrange the planet back up into divine order. Let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be. He arranges everything, brings it back up to divine order, steps back and says, now it is good. It is rearranged, it is reordered, it is restructured exactly the way God originally designed it before it was cursed by Lucifer's rebellion. The only problem is now that there is not a landlord down there. It's rearranged, it's set back up in order. But God originally planned for this spirit being, this archangel to be in authority over it. Now he has been dispossessed. And now God has rearranged the earth, but there is nobody on the earth to rule it for God. So God says, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to make another spirit being and put it on earth. 
Well, I guess who that would be. Let us make man. Wow. Wow. And let them have dominion over there. Which means whatever God is about to create here, this thing called man, whatever this man is, whatever this being is that he's about to create, he's going to give it the authority over the earth. Which means he is about to be Lucifer's replacement. <clears throat> Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I run this down here. Yeah, yeah. He is about to be Lucifer's replacement. And so nobody had ever seen a man. And so God then steps into the earth, scoops up some dirt, forms a body, and then releases this spirit on the inside of the body. And man became a living soul. Why am I talking about the dominion mandate? Because the only thing that made us necessary was Lucifer's fault. Which means we were created for him. If he hadn't have ever fallen and affected the earth, you and I would have never needed to be created. Which means it is the ultimate insult to let the devil do anything in our lives. Because we were created to be his master. Come on, lay your hand on your head and say, Lord, help me get this. And so the purpose is very clear. I'm making these humans for image, likeness, and dominion. Image, likeness, and dominion. I'm making them to be in my image, to function after my likeness, and take authority over the earth. Everybody say over the earth. Over the earth. Now, why do we need authority over the earth because Satan is in this realm and he still wants to rule it. God curses him, strips him of his authority and gives it to you. And this whole thing is a fight over who going to run the planet. Has nothing to do with religion. It has nothing to do with organized church. And this has to do with who gets to run the planet. And that is the mandate that the body of Christ needs to get back to. That we were created to make sure Satan has no place on the planet. Woo! You were created to make sure he has no place in your life. And so when God scooped up that dust 
and Adam came into being, God says, and then he created Eve and they came into being. Satan's assignment is I got to get them out of this position because now they have authority over the earth. Now, I want to take you somewhere, so I want you to really lean in on me right here. Your authority then must be spiritual. It is not natural. It is spiritual, which means the reason we have authority is because there are spirit beings here who function in this realm to bring chaos and disorder. Wherever you see chaos and disorder, there's a devil loose. For the thief cometh to steal, kill, and to destroy. There's an enemy loose. That's what he causes. And our assignment is to make sure that we do not allow him to set up his system in the earth. This is why we've had more churches, more exposure, bigger churches than ever before in the history of humanity. But we have less impact in the earth realm than any generation in history. Is Satan seemingly getting worse? Doesn't it seem like there's a progression in the earth realm where things are getting worse and worse and worse and worse? I just think about when I grew up. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I graduated in the 80s. And so I, I just look back from the 80s to today and I don't recognize some of these kids. I couldn't have been that crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't have been that silly. I could not have been. I, look, look, and all that I did. I knew which bathroom to go in. I, 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 y'all don't hear what I'm saying. <laughs> You'll get that tomorrow. And, and all that I did, there were certain things I knew were wrong. I had a conscience of God. And the reason is it's because while we've been having church, Satan has been having dominion. And we have got to get back to the original mandate. And that is to make sure his kingdom, his system, his function does not get established in the earth. And then especially in our lives. And so now God has recreated or rearranged the earth. Made this man and this woman for the purpose of having dominion. When I teach this right, and when you get the impartation tonight, you and your husband or spouse, or even if you're a single parent, you're going to walk around policing things. This is what you were created for. To police things and the gates of hell (laughs) shall not prevail against you. Can't stop you. This is why you're going to be wealthy when pastor was talking. 
because you were born to have it. And the enemy has been fighting you over it. But tonight you're going to shake it loose with your mouth. Okay, let me, y'all doing it to me. Y'all doing it to me. Let me. So now, these spirit beings, Adam and Eve, that are now on the earth, physical beings who have authority here, they are sure of their assignment. So the first act that happens here is that God, after he creates them, rests. God created Adam and Eve and sat down. Pardon me, but I believe he crossed his legs. <laughs> the earth now belongs to them. You have authority over it. So make sure Satan gets no access in it. Satan literally was sent down and cursed to the earth. You were created to be his master and he is supposed to be in jail until God throws him in the pit. And that's the way it was in the garden to the degree that God even brought the animals. He says, I'm not doing anything that has to do with authority in the earth now. I turned it over to my man. Turned it over to my woman. And God brought the animals to Adam. And he said, whatever you call them, that will be their name. Talking about authority, y'all. And so Satan says, the only hope I got is to get him dethroned. Now, the same iniquity that was found in Satan showed up in Adam. The same one, which is what? Rebellion against God. The Bible declares the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. Satan shows up and says, oh, no, no, no. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to really happen. That ain't going to really happen. The issue is he began to slander God. And we read it like it happened on Monday and Tuesday. But you have to understand, they, they, they were in this garden. We don't know how long they were there. And he was working on them. He was working on them to rebel against God because he has firsthand knowledge what happens when you rebel against God. You are stripped of your authority. Stay in your place. Stay in your domain. Stay where you were created to rule. Don't, don't roll up on God. And Adam had the audacity to take that which belonged to God. And he died. Now the earth has no master. There is nobody now on earth to keep these demonic spirits in check. 
Lucifer now begins to again bring chaos. You couldn't even get out of the garden before Cain kills his brother. It began to get so perverse in the days of Noah that God, cre- for, uh, that God repented that he ever made man. And God did the same thing in Noah that he did in Genesis, between Genesis 0 and Genesis 1. God wiped the whole place out. <laughs> Boy, that's how God seems to fix stuff. He just, I just, you know, I just wipe it all out and start again. <laughs> and so he sends a flood. Come on, y'all. We walking down through the Bible. He sends a flood, wipes out the whole place except Noah and his sons and every two of every created thing because God wants to start over again. The moment the waters recede, Noah steps off the boat and couldn't make it one day without getting drunk. You would think that when he got off the boat after God had spared his life and saved everything, you would think the first place he would run to wouldn't be the liquor store. But he got right up. Get off the boat. And got drunk. Uncovered. We're in a dilemma. Satan begins to weaken the nations. He destroyed the first habitation of God. Now he's after the second chaos has happened. Even after the flood, still chaos, depression, wars, rumors, sickness, disease, perversion, all of that still in place. Why? Because ultimately there is nobody in the earth to rule the spirit realm until Yitamoshate, a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes comes lying in a manger. What is this? This is the last Adam. This this is a replacement. And Jesus steps down from his position in heaven, comes into the earth as a man for one reason. He's coming to get authority back. It's all about the dominion mandate. He is coming to bring dominion. That's why his first statements when he came out of the Jordan was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. When you say it like that, you don't get it. His first words when he came out of Jordan, he says, everybody going to have to change everything you've been thinking. And everything you've been doing because the dominion of heaven has returned on earth. And every devil begin to scatter. Because now here is another man in the image of God who has ultimate authority. And your Bible declares in 1 John chapter number 3 that there's one reason why he was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Come on, say it. I know you got to get it in you. Say it. Come on, say it after me. Say, there's one reason I was created that I might destroy the works of the devil. He's sent to the earth to take dominion. And my God, didn't he do it? We didn't get to see Adam. We didn't get to see Eve. But we see Jesus. See, that's why the Bible says. And, you know, I I wrote a book, and forgive me for not bringing some, called The Divine DNA. Mm -hmm. 
That whole book is simply a commentary over Psalms chapter number eight. When, when, they, when the psalmist says, when I consider the heavens, the work of your finger, the sun, the moon, the stars, which you've ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. For you have crowned him with glory and honor. You made him a little lower than yourself. And you gave him to have dominion over all the works of your hands. And you put all things under his feet. Think about that. Think about that. That the psalmist says, what is he? What is man? That you are mindful of him. You visit him. <laughs> you hang out with him. You, you, you fellowship with him. And, and what is he that you crowned him with all your glory and honor? That means that when God created mankind, mankind was the apex of all of God's creation, which means they were the hierarchy of everything made, which means everything else God made, man outranked it all. That when God made Adam, he put a crown on him. You know what I'm saying? He was created as the ultimate authority. And the Bible says you put all things under his feet. When I read that scripture for years, I thought this scripture was a comparison. What is man? When I look at the sun, the moon, the star, what is man? Like, what is puny man that you are mindful of him when I look at all the creation? I read it for decades like that. Because I thought it was a question until my brother came to me and said, bro, we, I think we need to relook that. I say, talk to me, bro. He says, he says, I don't believe that's a question as much as it is a declaration of thought. He says, because we think it's a comparison scripture because we only see man in his fallen state. And if you see man in his fallen state, you look at all of creation and say, what is he? But if you see him before the fall, and if you're talking about Jesus being in comparison to it, it's not when I see the heavens and the work of your fingers, the sun, moon, the stars. What is man? The issue is that when I see everything you created, what is he that you would put it all under his feet? Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Which means that you and I were created to rule. Come on, say I was created to rule. That God made me to have dominion. I run things. What am I? 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 That God would paint a blue marble planet, spin it on its axis, and then give me authority over what am I? What am I? We're we going to get into that tonight. But, but let me finish the story. And so now Jesus comes on the scene and we've never seen dominion like this. This man has dominion on the earth. This man doesn't just talk to people. This man talks to stuff. That's why when he woke up out of the sleep, when they were in the storm going over to the other side and the disciples said, Master, wake up, wake up. We're about to drown. <laughs> Jesus gets up and goes to the edge of the boat and says, shh. I'm going back to bed. 
they look at him, they say, wait, 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 wait. Come on, y'all. You, you got to read the Bible like, like you was in it. They were like, now wait, wait, wait a minute. We've seen people talk to one another, but we ain't ever seen nobody have a conversation with the wind. And it obey him. What? 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 What is this we're dealing with? Who? Who? What kind of man is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. He raises the dead. He casts out devils with one word. The demoniac of Gadara. Mm -hmm. Demon spirits in him. Nobody could bind him. Nobody could, mm. could stop him. Nobody, nobody could even break chains, cutting himself. They couldn't even pass by him. He was wild. He was crazy. Until Jesus got off the boat. And when Jesus got off the boat, <laughs> them devils say, watch this. Have you come to torment us? <laughs> Showing out with everybody else. I mean, breaking chains, throwing people off. But when Jesus came off the boat, they said, whoa, 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 they recognized authority and their question was we recognize your spirit how did you get here have you come to torment us before the time and Jesus began to speak to them to the degree that they were at the mercy of his authority so much that they said we know we gotta go but can we negotiate how we go can we go into the swines and Jesus didn't, he taught by Sha, he didn't quote a scripture. He said one word, go. And to the 4,000 demons scattered. That's authority. That's dominion. And everywhere he went, he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. His assignment was to wipe out demonic activity. All right, I'm done for this morning. Here's the last verse. And then he says, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatever you bind, whatever you loose. What he was trying to tell you is that the authority I'm working with ain't even my authority, it's your authority. It was the authority you should have had in Adam and I came to give it back to you because I wasn't created to run the devil. You were. You were created to be the masters over the earth and it will obey you like it obeys me. And what the church needs a revelation of is our authority. I'm telling you tonight you're going to talk to so much stuff that it's going to obey you. Because you have been given the dominion mandate. Oh, get up on your feet. Oh, everybody stand up. Get up on your feet. This is about authority. And so the whole thing I want to do this morning, the whole reason we walked through this history 
is to get you to understand the mandate over your life has to change. If we're going to see the things that God has promised us, the health, the wealth, the blessing, the authority, if we're going to see things shift in nations, in cities, in regions, if you're going to walk into your destiny and your purpose and your calling, all of these things will happen to the degree that you take dominion. You got to take it. And I'm telling you, we're going to cast out. As a matter of fact, you might all call up every devil. And tell them they have had their last occupation. Messing with your family, your children, all up in your home, messing with you. We're not putting up with it. There is a place, y'all. There is a place for singing, for dancing, for worship. There's a place for it because he's worthy. When the worship team was up here um, uh, singing, and I'll never know how much it costs. He's worthy of our worship. We should sing. We should praise God. We should honor God. We should come to church. We should get the word of God. For what? We have one mandate. For what? What are we doing all this for? The earth is groaning. Waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That this planet is crying out. And this is how we're going to take nations. This is how we're going to shift cities. This is how literally you're going to see families delivered in a day. Because we are going to take dominion. And so the mandate, the mandate is dominion. That is the original mandate. That's the kingdom. Whenever you say kingdom, kingdom, what is that? What is that? That's the authority of heaven. The rule of heaven, the dominion of heaven, the kingdom has come whenever the dominion of heaven has been manifested in the earth. And over your life, over my life, over our homes, no more. No more dealing with demonic activity. Shut it down. And when we go out into the streets, we're going to shut it down. We're going to walk into places saying, Spirit of God, move in here. Until people don't even know why they start to think the way they think. We're going to open up a portal of heaven up in here tonight. We're going to do it. Now, this is the original mandate. You and I are sitting on dynamite. I don't want to hear about where you were born, where you were raised, what you know, your degree, your pedigree. I don't want to hear about your skin color. I don't want to hear about nobody. I don't want to hear about none of that. Because it don't even matter. If you in the kingdom, 
you have dominion here. So tonight, I'm going to talk about dominion. 